conventionally good looking, although David Duchovny is is kind of good looking. Yeah, but that's a say. No, no, no. But I mean, like, you can just they. I'm why done. do you Why do you do this to yourself? But so start over. Hey guys, this is Alon, and this is David, and welcome to another episode of I Finally Watched. And today, I finally watched Evolution. So I wouldn't necessarily call Evolution a, a groundbreaking movie. But I remember as a kid, it always played on like the high, like one of the high channels at my mom's place. It, it, it was always like on like Cinemax or HBO or Showtime. And I always caught like the middle of it. But what like really attracted me and what just stayed in my brain about this movie was how cool and like original I felt like the alien monsters were. And I'm kind of disappointed they didn't like not make a sequel, but I feel like they built this world and these like really cool original concepts. And then it just like started and ended in, in one movie. Um, well, I mean the, you know, I don't know this is a spoiler, but the aliens eventually just turned into like dinosaurs for the most part. I mean, there's like some pterodactyls in there. Uh, yeah. Then there's also some monkeys. Yeah, like some some uh, Apes. Neander, Neanderthal type. Uh, but so when this movie came out, I saw the trailer uh, several times and it did not look like something I was interested in. And I basically thought I would go my whole life without seeing it. Not actively did I think that, but just. I never really thought about this movie again until a week ago when you said we're going to watch it. Uh-huh. Um, and I am surprised how much I liked this movie. Really? Like, you liked it? Genuinely surprised at just how enjoyable it was to watch, how many times I laughed out loud, <laughs> um, how like just how such an early 2000s, like late 90s movie, this like fits right in with that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just thought it was great. And my main, the, the main thing I liked about it, <laughs> similar to the last movie we just talked about, but like the two leads, uh, um, you know, David Duchovny obviously staying in his lane of dealing with aliens. And then uh, Orlando Jones, um, they're both just hilarious in this, just their line delivery. And, you know, the lines are actually really funny, but a lot of that has to just do with, their ability to deliver them orlando jones specifically like where is he in movies anymore because he was so funny in this i you know i'm glad you like it and it i feel like this is like a a secret staple of my childhood one that i would never admit but definitely was there um and as like a prepubescent kid watching this and now watching it now as a as a you know adult i i'm realizing how many jokes just went over my head so clearly like no way is like 12 year old me or 13 year old me going to get these but on one hand watching it now it's funnier but some of the jokes to me didn't age as well mostly to do with like the PC culture we live in nowadays. 
Yeah, I mean, the, the first thing I noticed was within the first five to ten minutes, Orlando Jones, like, kind of talking to his students about how, like, what extra credit she could do to raise her grade. And um, David Duchovny coming in and like, oh, what's happening here? And, uh, you know, uh, Orlando Jones kind of like, you know, motioning, oh, look at look at this. Um, I don't think that that was something that I was like, yeah, that's probably that's not good. good. Um, yeah. But there's some other stuff you pointed out to me like earlier before we started recording this. But I, I thought overall it wasn't too bad. Well, whenever they were kind of being sexist pigs towards Julian Moore, character i felt like it was a setup to ultimately this payoff where she is a strong female archetype but the fact that she falls so easily head over heels with david duchovny's character it's like that typical charming asshole of like early 2000 films like you know how i i know you know what i mean but I don't know why, but comes to me like um, Adam Sandler or um, who, who's the main character in uh, who's the actor in Biodome? Holly Shore. Holly Shore. Like not like incredibly conventionally good looking, although David Duchovny is is kind of good looking. Yeah, but that's a say. <laughs> no, no, no. But I mean, like you can just they they're the type of characters that can act completely asshole-ish yet still get the girl that they're vying for in the movie and this came off like okay he can be a complete jerk to her or even behind her back but you know they're going to end up together by the end of the movie yeah but i actually think overall he's not that big of a jerk really orlando jones is the jerk more than he is he's kind of like egging on the conversation of like you know, she wants you. And, um, I mean, he's more like, nah, she's, you know, she's all business. He calls her an ice queen, which I felt like she probably would have been more mad about that. Um, but she seemed to almost take it as a challenge to like, not be that instead, which is like, you know, I felt, I felt like the ice queen payoff was her confronting him about it, low key mentioning it. And he catches that. Oh, you heard that entire conversation sort of thing, you know? No, yeah, I get it. But I just feel like she would have held it over him a little more. I guess you're kind of supposed to believe that she was attracted to him from the beginning. And so it was like something she could let go and say, all right, well, I'm going to prove him wrong. Um, But really, you just kind of find out that that's just like, she's just a good person, personality-wise, and just in general. Um, She wants to do what's right. And... uh, you know, because even when she in the beginning is trying to keep them away from the crash site, um, she's doing it for the right reasons in her mind. And so. Right. Uh, as opposed to like the asshole general and he, his lieutenant and stuff who are just being a-holes for the sake of being a-holes, you know. Well, even Orlando Jones and David Duchovny are only doing it. Orlando Jones for, you know, and and David are both doing it for like aspirational reasons of getting better jobs. David Duchovny's tired of working at this small fake college that, you know, I actually, I don't know if it exists or not, but it's (laughs) one I've never heard of. Um, So, I mean, like everyone outside of probably Julianne Moore has selfish reasons. You know, I would imagine her reasons, you know, partly are selfish because this is like an alien life form they're discovering. Um, But she is like the 
best character, and I mean that in the sense of being a good person in the movie? I, I think um, we have to talk about, <laughs> you know whom, we have to talk about Sean William Scott's character, because I feel like, as you know, this is a comedy as well as a sci-fi, and I think his character, Wayne Gray, brings a lot of the comedy aspect. At least what I remembered that I enjoyed most as a kid. That was, I mean, this is like right around the dude, where's my car, American Pie, Sean William Scott era, where he was kind of a, a huge deal. Yeah. And I'm almost like, he, he plays stupid so ridiculously well. <laughs> and so such in a funny way and i'm almost wondering if that like in the long run has hurt his career oh it's sort of seen as has to super one note um has to but, but the way this movie begins which i've completely forgotten is the most asinine way with him starting his own little shed fire to save this like is it a sex doll or is it just like a doll it has to be a sex doll and I think it's just a doll. I mean, we don't know. There's no no information given as to it just being a sex doll. Um, although, like, yeah, it, it seems to just be a doll he uses for purposes of, of practicing his fireman tests. <laughs> yeah, the whole set of this movie is so funny, though, because it just lands, like, right in front of him, completely screwing over his car. Which it's like, yeah, this car flew 200 feet up in the air, like landed on the backside, yet it's completely drivable, you know? Somewhat, it, it still moves. Yeah. Um, yeah, I do like too how right after that, because uh, Orlando Jones is part of like the US Geology Society, which he signed up for online, um, goes to this crash site and discovers this. I, I love the interactions with him, David Duchovny, and the cops like explaining like, oh, we have, you know, we're part of the USGA. So you like, you know, you need to let us through. And then, oh, we're going to take the meteor. And they're like, oh, okay. You know, go ahead. Um, that like that, that, those beginning interactions were really funny to me. I felt like um, what was interesting is that they, they didn't really leave some of the characters one note. Like they easily could have and they decided not to. Uh, what I completely forgot about until watching it recently was Sarah Silverman is in this as like David Duchovny's ex. And she's like now dating one of the cops who is gullible yet like her character in that one scene and you never see her again, but you know pretty much everything that she's about. And I think it sets up David Duchovny's character even better um, from a point of like who he is as a person, you know? Well, he's basically just like a big fish in a small pond. He like had this really good government job and he makes this one huge mistake. And now he's working at some basically almost community college in Arizona, uh, just trying to get out of there. And so he's this guy who's like really intelligent and he's good with the ladies and he's just, you know, kind of, over like overmatches the rest of the town the, you know it's funny too is that cop i'm pretty he is a uh he's on mad tv or was on mad tv and you know you talked a little bit about how the uh my fellow americans felt like an snl skit like the beginning of it 
Right. And this movie totally felt like a Mad TV skit. Like this is the version, this is a Mad TV version movie. Um, <laughs> just with like the characters they have on it and the comedy of it. So, uh, like that, that like really stuck out to me. Um, I think we need to talk more about the aliens because, uh, you know, they serve a, a large part of this movie. There's, there's a points in this movie where I felt like it dragged a bit. And I think that's mostly when like the government came in and like stole all their research. And the only way I was like, oh man, how are they going to pick this up again? Like get back to the main plot of the story. Cause I'm like, I remember them basically becoming like ghostbusters for these aliens things. And I wonder if that's kind of the pitch because at a certain point in the movie, this alligator dog thing attacked the, the golf course, like president of the club or whatever manager. Um, and I was like, okay, this brings Sean William Scott back into the fold of things. And now we can get like, the alien Ghostbusters that I remember this movie being. Yeah, a lot of this movie, I was just thinking like, you know, once the military, the U.S. Army came in, I was like, wow, they got organized very quickly. Like, that doesn't really make sense, like, how quickly they got in here. Although the movie doesn't do maybe purposely a great job of explaining, like, how long the timeline is right. on these events. Um but once the military came in, I was almost just like, how are they ever going to interact again? Like the, like the U.S. military is in here and they're just like, yeah, you're done. Um, and then they obviously, they, they take them to court, uh, Duchovny and Jones do. Um, and they obviously lose because <laughs> of course they would. Right. And I'm just like, it's the, the one, it wasn't, it wasn't necessarily like a nitpick I have with the movie, but it was just like, how, how could they possibly hope to, to help with this at all? Because even if there are situations that come up where they're like, oh, well, they could do this or they could do that. It's like the government's going to just come back in and take over. Like, you know, there's a scene where this woman finds like a, a this dog type thing in her house and um, it bites somebody and then they're going to shoot it, but it just happens to die on its own. And it's like, you know, the, the army would have heard about it from the local cops and like they would have been all over that scene. You know what I mean? Like right away, they would have sent out people to like take it over. Right. And, and so there's certain like certain pieces of this and the army piece like doesn't really make a lot of sense to me of like how it would actually work. Like one specific instance is like when David Duchovny and Orlando Jones take the army to court, the army has no attorneys. And Julianne Moore, who is like a scientist with the CDC, is like doing cross-examination of David Duchovny and his work right. with the army before. It's like, you would have a lawyer to, to help. One, one of my favorite lines from that scene <laughs> is when the asshole general, and that's what I'm just going to refer him as because I can't remember his name. You can just call him Buffalo Bill. Um, I like Asshole General better, though. You know why he's Buffalo Bill, right? No, why? Because he plays Buffalo Bill from Silence of the Lambs, which I did not realize the entire time Holy watching this. crap, it is him. And I was like, why do I know that guy? And he is such a chameleon as an actor as far as, like, playing different characters, 
and looking different. And I looked him up and I saw his IMDb photos. Like, oh, I know who that is. But yeah, Buffalo I like. Bill. I don't know. Maybe you know the names because you're really good with names, or you have IMDb open right in front of you. Um, either way, what is the name of the the dad from Modern Family? The dad from they just call him Fleming. I just know that off the top of my head. Oh, I was Ty, looking for, Ty, for the, for the Ty actors. Burrell. Oh, okay, Ty Burrell. Okay. Ty Burrell. Um, I love that he's in here, and and there's there's actually a lot of like. I don't know if you noticed, but one of the students of Duchovny's is John Cho. Really? Like in the, in the hall, like in the, when he's in the beginning scene, not only in the beginning scene, but he, he, John, he takes him down to collect the meteor. I noticed that not at all. Like when he takes all of you know which one I'm talking about when he takes all of his students down there, right? Yeah, Yeah. I did not, I did not notice John Cho like one bit he's in there for literally two frames um but anyways back to the back to the the courtroom scene the the line that i really love is when the asshole general buffalo bill says that they do not have the uh the right kind of equipment at their low rank community college in which they work and then the judge goes they had the facilities when i went there general and it seemed seemed like a pretty great place then my favorite line was just uh Orlando Jones standing up and be like, you're, you know, your majesty, they've taken away our animals. And like, we haven't seen them in two weeks. I'm worried about the little guys. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like some, some other people that are in this too, um, Ethan Suppley, who's like, remember the Titans and uh, like just a bunch of other stuff that, you know, you've seen him in. And then his friend, um, I don't know the guy's name, but the guys from Salute, My, Salute Your Shorts, the like Nickelodeon show. Oh, you're talking about the the bigger, dumb... Yeah, the dumb, two big guys. Two big Ethan, guys. Ethan Suppley's the taller of them. Yeah, and the and other one is Michael Ray Bauer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the, like, they're, like... Obviously, I know who Ethan Suppley is, and then I kn- recognize the other guy from... I was like, I've seen him in, like, Nickelodeon shows, and then he's been in, you know, other movies here and there. Um, but, yeah, there are just a ton of, like, people there. I did not notice John Show, though, which is kind of surprising. You know, it's crazy, and Taylor totally pointed him out when I, I was, like, clueless. Do you know who Jerry Trainer is? The name is somewhat familiar. He plays iCarly's older brother, Spencer, on iCarly. Oh, not a big iCarly guy. I'm, I'm not either, but, you know, that, that was kind of, like, right when I was, like, growing out of Nickelodeon age. Um but he he's the other bartender alongside Sean William Scott's character when they hear about their boss getting eaten. By the yeah, by the alligator thing. By the alligator amphibian dog, I think is what they call it. But anyway, so I feel like the movie really kicks off when they bring Sean William Scott back into like the fold. It's him, Dave Duchovny, and Orlando Jones. And then the mall scene, I think, which is the most iconic scene of this movie, but also it's the one big scene that I remember absolutely loving as a kid. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I do love once again, like the, uh, the interplay between Duchovny and Orlando Jones, because uh, Sean William starts, Scott starts singing his song. I forget which one it was. Um, you are so beautiful. That's right. That's yeah. right. 
Um, and the company's like, you know, get out of the way. I'm going to shoot him. And Orlando Jones is like, no, no, no. I've got this. <laughs> like, cocks the <laughs> shotgun. And then you I, just... I like before that where the whole setup is like this girl is in the dressing room and she's shoplifting. Like, she's putting on sweater after sweater. And someone like knocks on the on the on the changing room door, and she's like one minute, and it keeps knocking, and she's like, "Hold on, bitch!" And she opens the door, and it's the it's the fucking dinosaur. <laughs> well, and it's, you know, the whole time it's going to be the dinosaur, and so you're just waiting for it. I mean, just explaining it to you, it just like cracks me up so hard because the way she's taken, and then oh what. So Sean William Scott's like going, caw, caw, caw. like, and then they're like, that's not working. And then um, he's like, if I was a killer prehistoric evolution dinosaur, where would I be? And then Orlando Jones is like the lingerie section. He's like, not you as, as the dinosaur. And Orlando Jones is like the lingerie section. <laughs> and then they, that's where it was. That's where it was. Yeah. I do love, again, going back to Sean William Scott playing a dummy. My, my favorite one of his lines is, you know, oh, you guys teach at college. I thought about going to college, but I really wanted to get a jump on the job market. <laughs> As he's like working as a bartender and like trying to become a fireman and keeps failing. Yeah. Um, and then later on, he's like, oh, I was doing a parameter check. <laughs> what do you mean, parameter check? I love parameter check. That's almost as good as uh, facade. It's a good one, yeah. Like, I mean, it, I think he is probably not given enough credit for how well he played stupid. I, d- I do want to talk about the science behind this whole movie. Um, obviously, it's fake. Um, I don't know if this is news to you. It might, it might break your illusion of this film, but uh, the science in this movie isn't real, David. So you're saying that... Uh, the use of basically going, making an L on the periodic table wouldn't have worked? Yeah, you know, I'm actually surprised because um, the whole thing like that, that's believable about this is actually the, the aliens. Like out of the science fiction realm of like aliens crash landing here in like a liquid form on a meteor, okay, that's not... But the evolution line that it's like evolves from like a one cell organism to a freaking dog in a week. Like, I think that's really freaking cool. And the fact that they're like, oh, it evolves 200 million years in only a few hours. I thought like definitely was one of the things that attracted me to this movie as a kid, you know? You know, it's funny too. Uh, going back to the periodic table part of this, I had somehow seen that that scene, and I assume it was just because it was on cable. But him going like we're carbon based and arsenic, you know, three, two or three down and one across, arsenic is deadly for us. Well, they're nitrogen based, and so selenium. And where are we going to get selenium? And then the two idiots with apparently great hair, although I disagree, uh, telling them that it's in Head and Shoulders. Yeah, like I had seen all of that, and I was like, "Oh, how the did I like happen to have watched just this scene?" Um, I just remember in like two thousand five, two thousand six, this show, this movie was on cable, like free flowing a lot. 
Yeah, I mean, I I probably just avoided it because once again, I thought it was like stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, for some reason, like that part of it got through to me. And it was funny too, because I love at the end of that, Duchovny's like, all right, this is why you guys are now going to get your A's. Because in the beginning of the movie, he like, he tells everyone like, oh, you guys busted the curve and he gave every single person an A except these two idiots. <laughs> and he was like, I'm sorry, guys. Um, I had to give you C minuses and it's because your paper said uh, on cells was like, I don't like cells. My uncle's in a cell. He's there. He has to spend, uh, he's been there for eight years or something along those lines. And he gave them a C minus. I was just like, why does he... First of all, Duchovny plays like not giving a shit better than almost anyone have in you, the world. Have, have you ever seen him in Aquarius? No. It's like the 70s Charles Manson TV show, and he plays a cop. And it's one of the best roles that I've seen him in, um, where not only, and I, I'm agreeing with you, he plays not giving a shit so well, but in this movie, he gives like a lot of shits because he's he's one of the main cops trying to catch Charles Manson. But somehow he still comes off of not giving a shit. And I don't know how he does it, but he does it so well. I mean, I think Californication is all built around him not giving a shit. But like in the beginning, I was like, it, why, like, you know, as good as he is at this, it makes, why is he just handing out a's to everyone who like understood the assignment um but in the end when you find out that he's way too smart to be in this town um and he lost his job because of this one mistake like that all kind of ties in together and it ties in pretty well for a movie that's kind of stupid otherwise yeah and i mean stupid in like a a somewhat positive way just because the movie's very funny right um yeah, I, I like that. I like that scene of them just like, oh, what selenium? It's in Head and Shoulders. Everyone knows that. I mean, we can get we can get a ton of that. I think from then on, the movie kind of takes a different tone. At least to me, it does. Like, there's product placement, and then there's product placement. And I'm pretty sure every beer in this movie is a Sam Adams. So I was like, okay, so they got their funding solely through product placement. But Head and Shoulders must have paid them a fucking fortune to do what they did. You know what, though? Like, people have a problem with product placement. And I think a lot of times, if it's done well enough, like, someone drinking a Coke or a Pepsi, like, in a restaurant scene, or, like, you know what I mean, at a diner, it just, like, makes sense. It makes sense. At their house. But, like... If you can also do a product placement that is completely in your face, but is so funny that it's like, who gives a shit? Which is what this head and shoulders was. Yeah. And like, why do I care? No, I, I, I understand and I agree with you, but I'm talking about movies that aren't as like slapsticky or off the wall as this movie. Them literally drinking a Coke and going, God, I love Coke. Like that's too much for me. Right. I don't really, I didn't notice any of that in here. Oh, well, I mean, I think they do it to such an extreme that it literally does slap you in the face with like, especially the ending. Well, yeah, but that makes sense, right? Like, first of all, I forgot to mention the David Duchovny line about when they're like, oh, selenium's in head and shoulders. He's like, 
how do you guys know that? You guys don't know anything. Um, but if you saved the world from an alien invasion with head and shoulders, you absolutely are going to get a head and shoulders commercial afterwards. I guess and that's my- true. But didn't it, it didn't feel like, you know, Dave Duchovny's character is Ira and um, Sean William Scott's character's name is, I think, Wayne. Orlando Jones is, is Harry Block, which I love how he's like, oh, Mr. Black. And it's like, no. Um, but it didn't feel like an, like an Ira, Harry, and Wayne getting a commercial. This felt like David Duchovny, Orlando Jones, and Sean William Scott looking at you at the camera and being like, by head and shoulders. You know what I mean? Yeah. My favorite part, though, is <laughs> Orlando Jones having the, back, the bottle backwards in the commercial. Oh, did he? I didn't even yeah. notice. I was like, that, that's just like a, it's like a really nice touch that you're like, oh, you know what? Turn the bottle around. Oh, man. You know, one thing, too, you said the tone changed at the end of this. And, um, you know, there's like a war scene at the end because they're trying to fight off this alien invasion. And you were talking about how the science didn't make sense. But the, the general has basically decided we're going to use napalm. And then in the meantime, it's sort of discovered that uh, fire only accelerates their evolution and, you know, makes these things bigger. Right. Um, but one thing that I really stuck out to me and you talk, when you talked about the tone changes, like a lot of shul- soldiers in this movie get shown, not graphically, but get shown killed. Yeah. Like the alien takes out a ton of them all at yeah. once. And I was like, well, that is a, uh, it's a definite choice by the director to go that way in a comedy. At least, you know, it didn't end up like mattering but i thought that was interesting i mean especially when you had like that mall scene where easily so many like civilian casualties could have happened the shoplifting girl could have just been like killed right away um but seriously no one died i mean even when the old lady got her hand bitten off i don't even think it was bitten off off right like no one died and there was no gore through the whole movie and then you're right at the very end everyone like every single soldier died at the end of the day like this movie is um very funny so like the soldiers dying they don't show really anything of it they really just show them like disappearing from camera view as like this monster's like huge gelatinous body falls on them um and so i think that was probably it's like we want to make this movie feel real and we don't want to make it feel like kind of too safe but at the same time we're like it's a comedy, so yeah. it was an interesting, interesting choice, but I think it was fine. What, uh, what I thought was funny, and, and I'm backtracking just a bit, uh, but another great line was when Orlando Jones saves the shoplifting girl, and she's, like, crying, and she's like, I promise I'll never shoplift again. And Orlando Jones is like, um, uh, good, okay. Like, what are you talking about? He had a lot better lines to me than that. Uh, my favorite is uh, when they, first of all, I like to bring up when you make me watch these movies I don't want to watch, I like to bring up the things that don't make sense. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I guess Go I ahead. can do, the, do this all together. I feel like the security in an army alien base would be slightly better than to allow two community college professors to be able to sneak in so easily. I agree. What I what I kind of liked about that scene, though, is that you have to assume that 
that David Duchovny had his old uniform. For some reason, they let they let him keep it. Or I guess maybe when you get dishonorably discharged from the army, you still get to keep your uniform, right? I am not exactly sure how that works. Not was he dishonorably discharged, or was he just like fired? Because he was like a researcher, so I don't. Exactly. He, was a re- he was a lieutenant researcher, but I mean, on one hand, he developed a vaccine for anthrax. And then on the other hand, it gave such horrible side effects that he illegally, because they found out because he illegally gave to a bunch of soldiers. So like illegally having human testing is like a horrible fucking thing. But on the other hand, he came up with a vaccine for anthrax. Yeah. I mean, you know, tomato, tomato. And I, I, in that same scene, too, they, like, see, you know, there's security people watching cameras that see Orlando Jones and David Duchovny. They're in, like, these, you know, hazmat suits. And they're like, oh, we don't have anyone scheduled to go down to the, you know, to the alien crash site right now. Like, who are these people? And then the other guy's like, I don't know. It's probably, like, the nocturnal crew, like, getting specimens. It's like, I don't know. Maybe do... A little bit more of a check than it's probably these people. Like, well, they did. They eventually did check it out, and they found out that it was. Well, apparently, there's fucking crystal clear sound down there. They like put some very <laughs> good microphones in that area so they could listen to it. But this does lead to Orlando Jones getting an insect, uh, an alien insect, in his suit, and then it getting in him. And they're about to. It's going down his leg. And they're like, oh, we should amputate the leg. He's like, no, don't do it. They're like, oh, wait, it's going back to the groin. He's like, cut the leg off, which is great. But then they're like, oh, it's near the rectum. We can get it that way. And they just flip him over and hold him down. And he's like, they're like, all right, I'm going to go in. And she's like, should I get the lubricant? And he's like, there's no time for lubricant. And my favorite and line just... is, there's always time for lubricant. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm not, I'm not really big, right? I think butt jokes and fart jokes are like kind of a cheap ploy to get like little kids to laugh. But they did this with like such intent and like logical sense behind it. Like even later when he has to shove the fire hose, um, spoilers, no spoilers, right? But even later when he has to shove the fire hose up the alien's rectum, he's like, this is payback. And when I tell you it took me like, 18 years to get that joke it took me 18 years to get that joke because i was like oh I, because of earlier i get it now my actually my favorite part of that when they're uh putting the selenium up the alien was when orlando jones gets stuck up there and he's just like it's kind of garbled and he's like it's horrible in here <laughs> he's like you can't believe what i've seen you don't tell this to anyone <laughs> He is just so amazingly, like, his comedic timing in this movie is just so great. Um, I, I wonder, I mean, I, I, look, I looked it up while we were talking. He's doing a lot of, like, what seems to be pretty good TV right now. He's on, like, that American God show right now. So he's doing fine. He's just not doing movies. And I haven't seen a whole lot of what he's been doing lately. So I, I just, I don't know if this falls in line with what you're going to say, but I do want to bring up good old dan Aykroyd. uh yeah yeah uh making an appearance on this podcast once again um he plays the dickish governor of arizona and this does play exactly into what i want to say which 
it starts with a newscaster sitting out the gut sitting outside of the governor's mansion like waiting for comment you're like oh he still hasn't commented like what the fuck do you expect the governor of any state but much less arizona to do with an alien invasion like that's you know you're gonna need the military to to take care of this so that part to me was a little weird yeah and I think, you know, there's so many people that in this movie that either has not quite made a career for themselves yet or is like at the peak of their career. And, you know, John Cho, not quite. Sean William Scott, probably the peak. And so when you throw Dan Aykroyd in there, it's like, it kind of rounds it out because he's been a star, you know, long enough in there. But it got me thinking, you know, why is Dan Aykroyd in this movie? And as a child, as a kid, in my head, and, you know, I was very stupid, as most young kids are, I always got this movie mixed up with Ghostbusters, mostly because of the alien that was found in the closet. Looks a lot like uh, the little green alien from Ghostbusters, or the green ghost from Ghostbusters. You know who I'm talking about? The green alien from Go- yeah, but like the little mascot, basically. Okay. Okay. Did you know the director of of this movie, Evolution, also directed Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters Two, Animal House, and Space Jam? I did. Ivan Reitman. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah, I did. I looked that up before we. Did oh. This. Okay. Yeah. Oh, reveal. Reveal. Ruined. Yeah. I did very curiously wonder why in the hell julianne moore decided to be in this uh-huh but i did just happen to look and she was also in the ladies man the tim meadows like snl movie oh okay so she just i guess likes to play in these like comedic roles which is is kind of cool she's such an amazing actress and she's also so funny so yeah but it i i was like why did she decide to do this it, it, it often makes me wonder like it's got to be a little bit of luck but also just a little bit of personality of like like the roles you choose and whether or not they work out um well i could easily see because you know when you think of julianne moore you don't exactly think of a, a comedy actress so i could see this and ladies man kind of her wanting these parts to round out her portfolio in a way Maybe, yeah, or maybe, you know, she just enjoys them, um, but yeah, and then she she's great in it, so it's like, whether or not it makes sense, I was glad she did it. The, the last thing, and the thing that makes the least sense to me, mm-hmm. is why the army of the United States of America would in any way take orders, listen to, have meetings with, the governor of Arizona (laughs) about an alien invasion or infestation, whether or not it happens to be in his state. One of my favorite... In in real life, they would tell him to get the fuck out. No, no, no. I agree with you. One of my favorite things is when, uh, when they're about to blow the whole thing up with napalm and Dan Aykroyd walks in and he's like, I'm here. You're in my seat. Thanks for keeping it warm for me. Where's my coffee? And they're just like getting him all this stuff. I kind of wish that 
Dan Aykroyd was just playing himself at that point. And he's just ad-libbing these, these lines just off the cuff. And like the extras or whatever are like, oh shit, I'm in Dan Aykroyd's seat. I better get up. But he's just totally in character. And I just kind of love all that delivery right there. It almost feels like, one, why didn't you just make him the president? Like, you could have just as easily just changed his title, and maybe they just couldn't afford, like, the limos it would have taken and the extra actors to play Secret Service agents that are trying to lower the budget, so they're just like, we'll just call him a governor, and we'll make it... Like, it just illogically doesn't... That part makes no sense to me, that they would be, you know... Hey, but what is what does the governor want us to do with this? And and also like after shit goes wrong with the napalm, like now we're gonna call the president. It's like maybe maybe earlier you make a couple of those phone calls. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't I don't know because now you know I'm trying to think logically. Why would the governor get involved? I mean, he would get involved, but why would he take hierarchy over like? the asshole general, you know, but then again, maybe it is Dan Aykroyd and he really, you know, the director really wanted him for this role. And he's like, you know, I did Ghostbusters for you, but I, uh, I don't want to be like a lonely, a lowly governor. So if I'm going to play this character, I'm going to definitely want like some cool ass lines. And he's like, sure, sure, sure. Go ahead. Go ahead. But you know, they didn't have a really small budget for this. And one thing I have to say is that, yeah, the CGI is a little dated, but the practical effects and how much they used practical effects, like for the plant life and the, the ape costumes, I really have to hand it to them. Like it looked cool. Like it looked really good. No. Yeah. I thought the, the, I was going to say dinosaurs. I thought the aliens <laughs> looked pretty good too. I think overall, um, overall I really enjoyed the movie. So I was, I was happy with it. Surprisingly. So. And they they made their money um, they made their money back and over in the box office. So this wasn't like a flop. They did pretty well with this movie, right? Um, I'm just surprised that honestly, I really felt like watching it accidentally on cable over and over again growing up. I felt like and never hearing about it. I honestly felt like the only person who has ever seen this movie for a while. Well, now you know how. I feel about my fellow Americans. <laughs> so, I mean, this is another uh, episode within, you know, Nostalgia November. And I'm, I'm really liking it because I feel like we're revisiting some things that are not necessarily, at, at least to me, this movie wasn't a staple of my childhood, but it's a fond memory that I like to look back on. And it's enjoyable to kind of like flesh out, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, and I'm I'm really glad I watched it. Cool. Well, I'm glad you liked it. Thanks for listening to another episode of I Finally Watched. I'm Alon. And this is David, and I finally watched Evolution.